If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Hey, hey, listeners, welcome back. Not sure what time it is right now as you are all listening, but it's going on 11 a.m. here as we are starting to record. So good morning from Podcast Town Studios in good old Wisconsin, and hello to you, Sabina, in St. Louis, Missouri. Hello, hello. Enjoying a beautiful, cloudless fall day, oh my, my favorite kind. It is spectacular. Love We're coming it. off two days of horrible rain, so I am loving it as well and anxious to get out and enjoy some sunshine before all the snow mm-hmm. comes. <laughs> yeah. So before we dive into our topic uh, today, which is building a solid coaching foundation, by the way, want to remind our listeners that our activity coaching clinic schedule is out for 2023, and we will again be hosting the basics and advanced coaching clinics. The dates can be found on heatherpriceconsulting.com. And in addition, I'm going to be hosting our second, last year was our first year, our inaugural year, in-person clinic this spring centered around early productivity and development systems, such as board of review, client builders, et cetera, as well as how to increase accountability and motivation for your FRs. So if you are interested in continuing your development, 2023, we encourage you to check it out. And you can always reach out to either Sabina or I with any questions. Yes, indeed. We'd love to have you. We would. We would. All right. However, today we want to discuss best practices for setting up an effective coaching relationship. Specifically, how do you get your coaching meetings off to a fast start? I am going to be taking you through basically what my intro to activity coaching meeting looks like with a rep. So let's dive in. The first thing I do seems pretty obvious, but is I start by just getting to know the FR, and I'll ask them to tell me a little bit about themselves and their background, their significant others in their life, any special interests, hobbies, etc., just getting to know them. And then I'll get a little bit more granular, and I will ask what they are most excited about regarding the career or what they're most looking forward to, as well as any concerns or fears they have. Typically, I'm you know meeting with them either while they're in NTP or you know, right before we get started. So they've had some exposure to the business and they have an idea of what's working for them and what might be a challenge. So we talk through that. I will follow that up with questions regarding their market. So specifically, I want to know who they plan to work with or who they want to work with as they're getting started, where they believe their first five clients are going to come from, and I will reference their DYM plan. So I would like to see what progress they've made, how many names they have, what their market identifier looks like, et cetera. So um, I'll wrap up this quote-unquote getting-to-know-you section by asking their why. And 
I do coaching for a lot of different offices, so this can look different depending on how the office coaches to their why. I know most offices, I think, are asking the reps to spend some time on their why before they get started. Mm -hmm. So usually it's a pretty easy transition. So when I say, tell me your why, they know what I'm talking about. But every once in a while, I will come across a rep or an office that isn't doing that. And so if, if they haven't done it yet, we'll take a few minutes to discuss you know, why they selected this career, what it is about the career that's going to make them want to get out of bed on those really hard days and so on. I was just going to just add one thought to that. It's so important. What Everything you just said is so important because it helps you get to know people as whole people. I always like to say they're, they're people first and financial reps second, right? This is the career they chose, but they have lots of things. And I've always been blown away at the annual meeting by the talent that people have that's yes. unrelated to the business, uh-huh. you know, whether it's musical or, you know, any kind of, of great talent. So yeah, I think that's so important. Yep. Getting to know them as a, as a whole person. Next, then I move into Granum activity and goals. And I will ask them to tell me what they've learned about Granum thus far. And this is huge. To be clear, I am not telling them the Granum expectations. I am asking what they know about Granum so far. So I want to know what has stuck with them from training and from other meetings. I will ask them how many points should they have in a day and a week, how many dials, how many fact finders, et cetera, and just make sure that they have a good grasp or understanding mm-hmm. going into, you know, into the start of their activity. I've, I've had a, um, and this is, we're going to talk a little bit about goals, but I mean, I've had a rep say, well, I, I'm going to write a hundred, uh, do a hundred new clients in my first six months. I'm like, I love your drive and energy, but let's <laughs> yeah. talk a little bit about oh, reality and, and what that would look yeah. like. So you don't, you don't yeah. want to obviously Ooh. squash their enthusiasm, but we also need to be realistic. So asking them what their understanding is, is important. I will then have them pull up their blue book and I will literally go over every column from left to right and review the definitions of each. I want to be clear on all of this before we start our first official meeting, because I want that first activity coaching meeting, those first 15 minute meeting to really be focused on the five steps to the activity Mm -hmm. coaching meeting. I don't want to start out and say, okay, wait, oh no, the definition is this and here's where you find that. It just doesn't get you off to a fast start and off on the right foot. So, all right. So to reiterate, I'm teaching them to fish. And what I mean by that is I want them to pull up their blue book. Now, Mm -hmm. I do coaching for a lot of different offices, and because I'm not with Northwestern Mutual, I don't have access to CRM. So I have to have them pull up their blue book for me, which I have learned over time has actually been a blessing and a positive because it's forced them to learn how to do that. I've been given reps to coach in their second month, and I ask them to pull up their blue book, and they look at me funny like, I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, what? You're two months in. These are the books of your business. You know how to do that. So for all of you coaches out there who are doing that for them, like you have the numbers all pulled up and ready to go. Uh uh-uh. uh, to me, that's a no no. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they take ownership of, of pulling up their numbers. All right. So then next, with an overview of their background in Granum Complete, I will ask them, as I mentioned earlier, about their goals. So most of the time, the FRs are going to tell me exactly what they've been told in training about what their <laughs> yep. goals should be, which isn't a bad thing, right? They're going to tell me, nope. I want to hit pace that are 40. And I, the first six months, I want 25 new clients and I want 100 mm-hmm. lives in my first year. And that's fantastic. I'm not, you know, I'm not. You know, but the important thing is, while these are answers we like to hear, I want to know why those goals are important to them. People always, you're right, they tell you exactly what they know they're supposed to say. And I always, I would say, okay, but in your secret little heart of hearts, (laughs) what is it you really want to do? And I think it's so important to flush that out Mm -hmm. because... Otherwise, you're working on two different parallels. You know, they're you're thinking that they're working on that what you know, pace setter is most important to them. 
But really what's most important to them is to make a dollar more than they made at the job they right. left, you know, or to prove right. to their dad that, that they can do this or to somebody who, you know, didn't think they should be coming into this career. And I, and I think it's important not to discount those kinds of goals. They're not, you know, big lofty goals, like, you know, pay setter and all that, but that you can't discount what motivates people. You right. just got to work with it. Right. Right. And that's what, what I was thinking is that is when you ask what their goals are, you don't just want to know what they are, but what would it mean to you to achieve those goals? Yes. Why would it be important yes. to achieve those goals? Because that is going to tell you a lot about what they're mm-hmm. motivated by. Absolutely. I do love it when people say, oh yeah, pay setter 40, this and that, but what I really want to achieve, right? And yeah. I will even ask that if they tell me those things, I'll say, fantastic. What else would be mm-hmm. important to you yeah. to achieve? Yep. Dig a little bit deeper there. Then I spend some time getting to know how they like to be coached. So I will ask them, tell me about a coach that you've had in, you know, a coach or a mentor. Maybe it's somebody at work. Maybe it's in sports, somebody growing up or whatnot, somebody that you absolutely loved being coached by. And what did you like about him or her? Mm-hmm. And what made them an effective coach for you? And then also equally important, I like to ask, how do you like to receive feedback? I'll even give them examples. And here's why. 99% of the time people say, I really want direct feedback. I want you to be honest with me. And they do. (laughs) They do. But I also want to reiterate. So when I push back or when I have something important to say, you're going to be okay with that. Uh, I really want to get that buy-in from them before we even get started so I can revert back to. And it it prepares them. Because then when you get there, you can say, remember, remember that conversation we had? <laughs> this is, yep. is going to be one of those times. Exactly. Then next, we move into expectations and what I call my coaching philosophy. And Sabine and I, I think we even did a podcast on this. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember off the top of my head, but the yeah, importance of coaching yeah. philosophy, this is the perfect opportunity to share that with your new reps that you're going to coach. So for expectations, I walk them through what to expect in our meetings. I'll say something like, You'll have a handful of coaching accountability and development type meetings, but each of these serves a different purpose. I'm stepping out of role play for a second, but I want Mm -hmm. them to know what sets our meetings apart from other meetings. So I'll let them know that they're going to have different, you know, meetings for different purposes. Your weekly Monday morning meeting or client builder, whatever your office calls it, um, is a group meeting with your peers. So peer-to-peer feedback that's going to look at your numbers at a week at a glance. You're going to have one-on-ones with your mentor to go over cases and prep for closes. You and I, though, we're going to meet twice a week one-on-one for 15 minutes. And the main purpose of that meeting or of those meetings is going to be a brief check-in to review your sales activity to celebrate the small daily wins and to check your activity to make sure that you're building the right habits and staying on the proven path for success. You know, if if you veered off that path, we're going to work on a corrective action plan to get you back on track. So I will share that with them. I also like to tell them, you can imagine that a 15-minute meeting goes by very quickly. So I do have some expectations to help us get the most out of our meetings. It's going to be really important for us to begin and end on time uh, and for you to come to our meetings completely prepared, which means, you know, you've posted and planned, you've got your blue book up to date and ready to review. And then the last thing we want to do is spend, or the last thing we want to do is spend five minutes of our 15 minute meeting waiting for your computer to boot up or technological issues or whatever. So I want to make sure that, you know, and and that goes for me too, right? I want to, I'm Mm -hmm. going to show up prepared as well. So in addition, it's important, obviously, that we hold this time sacred, which means we're not going to schedule other meetings over these meetings. Both of us have busy schedules and trying to reschedule is going to get messy and it's an inefficient use of our time. So let's be sure to respect our set time and schedule. Sound good? Okay. Right. Like I'll ask them questions to make Mm -hmm. sure they're hearing and that they agree and 
get their acknowledgement. Yep. And I agree with that too, because I would tell people, we have 15 minutes. If you're 10 minutes late, that means you only get five minutes. Mm -hmm. I am not making other people late because you were late. So just, I mean, I think it's so important to just say that up front. Yep. They will, though. It is funny. They show up five minutes late, but they want their extra five minutes at the end mm -hmm. of that meeting. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, you know, in this area of expectations, I will talk about commitments and what to expect regarding setting commitments. And obviously, we did a whole podcast episode on the five mm -hmm. steps, and we talk about commitments in there. But I want to talk to them about how they're going to select their commitment, how they will select their mm -hmm. commitment. And I'm very important, you know, very quick to point out, not me, that these are things that they're going to own, how the commitment needs to be meaningful, it needs to be measurable and within their control. And then I'll explain the difference between a goal and a commitment. And again, you know, for more details on that, you can certainly go back to the five steps of an effective activity coaching meeting. Lastly, in regards to expectations, I want them to know what they can expect from me as their coach, right? We're in this together. Mm -hmm. I have expectations of you, but I expect them to, to reiterate and have expectations of me as well. And this is where you can share your own coaching philosophy or those values that are important to you and who you are as a coach. So for example, I like to tell people that I believe successful businesses are bred from healthy bodies and sound minds. And that's why I take a holistic approach to coaching. So addressing not just the business aspects and challenges, but who you are as a whole person, mentally, mm -hmm. you know, physically, emotionally, et cetera. And that goes back, Sabina, too, to your comment at the beginning of the episode mm -hmm. when you said you want to address the whole person. So I, right. I'm very clear to make sure that they know that going into this. Yeah. And I feel like that makes them more receptive to your feedback when they understand that you really understand them. I will also tell them I'm going to be a truth teller. So I'm going to cheer you on when you're doing great. I'm going to be direct and honest with you when and where you have opportunities to improve. You know, earlier you shared your why with me at the beginning of our conversation, and I want to share my why with you. I believe that one of the greatest human needs is to be heard. I mean, when was the last time you heard somebody say you listen too much, right? That doesn't happen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And I believe that most people want to make an impact, and I do too. And the way I want to do that is I want to make a difference by making sure that the people I work with feel heard by showing you know, them that somebody cares and by helping them grow. And that's what you can expect from me and our coaching relationship and how I promise to show up with you each time we meet. So this really, number one, it helps to develop a relationship with them and build trust. We've talked a lot about the importance of trust. So that is, you know, by me opening up and being vulnerable and sharing with them and them doing the same, we're building that trust. And it really just helps to end this intro meeting on a positive and encouraging note. So not going to lie, it's a lot of content to cover in one meeting, but it is doable. Typically ends up being really impactful and it does the job in terms of getting things off on the right foot, which is what we're mm -hmm. shooting for. So absolutely. Sabina, what would you add or do differently? I think the only thing I would add is that this is also a place where reviewing any assessments that you've used in the recruiting process can be very, very helpful. Whether it's the culture index, the Harrison, or whatever you use, those assessments give you a lot of clues on how to interact with that person. You know, it's going to, it's just going to give you a lot of good information. So I always recommend that people keep that handy and that you, you know, you take time to look at that before you meet with the person and maybe even tell them what you've learned from that. Tell them what you're, you know, if you've had, if you've taken the assessment too, this is what mine looks like. This is what yours looks like. Here's where we might have some differences and so forth. So I think I'm always encouraging people to use those assessments in the coaching process. So I'll be, yeah, I just, I'll be honest. I, sometimes I do that, but sometimes I don't and where I'm struggling and it's an improvement opportunity for me as a coach is the timing of it. Mm -hmm. 
there's mm-hmm. so much to cover in this meeting, and I feel like yeah, I'm yeah. cramming 10,000 things yeah. into, you know, a, a, maybe I need to make my meetings longer. But I do love the idea of going over. You know, s- sometimes these meetings, like I usually book them for 30 minutes. That's I was going to ask how long you how long you set aside yeah. for that. And it's it's outside of activity coaching. Like Correct. it's not the first. Yeah, it's, it's yes. a whole different one-off meeting. Yeah. It is. It is. It, there's no way you'd be able to cram this into your first 15-minute mm-hmm. meeting. So no. this is why it's so important to do this ahead of time. But, you know, I typically schedule them for 30 minutes. And what I find is sometimes, depending on how much they share, like if, if yeah. we don't have a good relationship yet and they're not opening up a whole lot, sometimes these meetings are done in 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, yeah. that, you know. You know, but there are yeah. times when if there's a connection and they're op- they open up, these meetings could go easily 45 minutes and then I feel mm-hmm. rushed because we've run over. Yeah, I often think, gosh, maybe I should set an hour and that way I can ensure I have time to get into yeah. the selection tool. And if yeah. we wrap up early, great. And if you don't have time to get into the tool, I think you can at least look at it. Right. You know, if, oh, if you don't want to make it part I of the do. meeting, yes. you can at least, you know, is this is this person more introverted or extroverted? Do they are they more um, competitive and assertive? Are they more of a you know team player? Um, that yeah, that kind of stuff. So because it's it is it can take an hour just to go through the assessment. Right. Well, yeah, depending on how deep you, you know, go, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just it's just good to know people like that and to know what they look like. So. I'm just having a realization that we're on like episode number 39 or something. And we're just talking about building a solid coaching foundation, (laughs) which we could have done way at the beginning of the process, but people pick up in all different, right? All different parts. They're not, they're not chronological. Correct. Correct. (laughs) And I mean, I just want to reiterate the fact that, you know, this extra 30 minutes before you start coaching, somebody Mm -hmm. can have a huge impact in terms of how great of a start you get off to. So it's worth it. If you don't have an agenda or a schedule that you use, I would encourage you to do that. Obviously, use some of the questions we just shared here Mm -hmm. in our episode, but hopefully you found some good nuggets that you can use and take forward in your meetings. All right. Well, that is a wrap. Uh, Happy fall to everybody out there. And we look forward to being with you again in a couple weeks. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.